0: Hey guys, you are listening to the Rima Chapel Podcast, which brings the message of Jesus Christ to the lost all across the globe. Today's speaker is our own pastor, Reverend Samuel Donko Portage, pastor of Rima Chapel, Germany. Hope you enjoy the message. And so I'd like to talk to you about Pentecost, a divine appointment. And please take note that um, Because of the kids, roughly 30 minutes and uh, my sermon will be over. So, if you cannot open fast enough, just write the scripture references and do your own research later on. But I'm reading first and foremost from Leviticus chapter 23 and the verses number 2 to 5. And I will be skipping others as I go along. Leviticus chapter 23, the verse number 2 reads, Say to the Israelites... The set feasts, or appointed seasons of the Lord, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations, even my set feasts are these. Please take notice, I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. Verse 3. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest, a holy convocation or assembly by summons. You shall do no work on that day, It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Take notice, it is a convocation or an assembly by summons. Hallelujah. Now, some of you know that uh, when there is a writ of summons issued against you, you have to show up in court. And so this is what the Lord is saying, that it is a convocation by summons. That is the Sabbath. please don't be preaching when i'm preaching so that i can be free to preach verse five on the 14th day of the first month at twilight is the Lord's passover and on the 15th day of the same month is the feast of unleavened bread to the lord for seven days you shall eat unleavened bread so please take notice that first and foremost the passover and then the second feast, mandatory feast for the people of God, is the feast of Passover. And Passover and unleavened bread, they are connected together because they happen around the same time. Hallelujah. And the first month, really, for Israel is the month they came out of Egypt. So the first month always happens somewhere around March or April. Somewhere thereabout. Now... The verse number 10. If you are reading along, I'm on the verse number 10. Tell the Israelites, when you come into the land I give you and reap its harvest, you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. Verse 11. And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord, that you may be accepted on the next day after the Sabbath, shall the priest uh, wave it before the Lord. What does that mean? On the 13th day of the month, this is the Passover. On the 15th day of the month, for a whole week, you are eating only unleavened bread. Unleavened bread means bread that there is no yeast in it. That means that it is not bread that has got, it doesn't rise. I think you understand me. It is, it is like iron. None of these perforations in it, when you hold it's soft. It doesn't happen that way. It is unleavened bread. Okay, good. Let me continue. Verse uh, 11 said, And he shall wave the sheaf before the Lord, that he may be accepted. On the next day after the Sabbath, the priest shall uh, wave it before the Lord. So you see, immediately after the Passover, Where you are talking about the feast of unleavened bread, on this day, the first sheaf is weighed before the Lord. Now, this sheaf is not something they did when they were in Egypt. But when they got to the land of Israel, the very, very first spring uh, uh, crops that they will plant, they had to weigh a sheaf because at this time, the sheaf will be ready. Now you, some of you know what I say when I mean the sheep uh, When you come from Africa, you know that our people or some of our people, they like the corn when it is green. When it hasn't become hard in the, in the what do you call it? In the sheep. And uh, what they do is that some people, they will even boil it together with the sheep. And then later on, they will open it up and eat it. Others will just remove the sheep and then boil it and eat it. And most of it, it is, it has a sweet, a nice taste. So, this is the sheep that the Bible is talking about, that the following day, which is the 15th day, the uh, uh, a priest is supposed to wave it before the Lord. It's a wave offering. Okay. I'm continuing. The verse number 15. And you shall count them from the day after the Sabbath, from the day that you brought the sheep of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths, seven full weeks, and in other words, we are moving from the feast of unleavened bread to yet another feast, which is uh, the feast of weeks. Now, the Israelites, when they are speaking in their own language, they call it shavuot. And shavuot means the feast of weeks. Would, would, would somebody give a place to sit, please? And just make sure that things are done in order. Most, most of the time, every family must sit together as a family so that we free up more space for other people that will come. You know, if you have a family, there's no social distancing. This place is supposed to contain 60 people. So eventually, when our numbers we normally have is getting to where it should be, uh, we will set up, a, is it a website, then? Eh? is it? How do you call? its it duty or something? We will connect a link to our website, and uh, people have to have to register in the course of the week that they are coming to church, so that when he hit the sister, and we are counting everybody, including the children, they are human beings. Do you understand? me? When he hit the sister, then it means that the sister, first person, cannot be in church on that day. It means that you can only come another time. Uh, am I okay here? Thank you. So, count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath, then you shall present a serial offering of new grain to the Lord. Verse 17, notice it is important and particular. You shall bring from your dwellings two loaves of bread to be waved, made from two tenths of an ephah of fine flour, and they shall be baked with leaven. For first fruits to the Lord. Notice that this particular bread that will be waved, it is to be waved and it will include the leaven. Now, how many of you know that uh, in the day you are eating unleavened bread, anybody who eats leaven will be cut off? How many of you know that? Now, this time around, God is saying that when you are coming, the bread that will be waved before the Lord must contain leaven. And it has to be two loaves not 3, 2, not 1, not 4, but 2. There is a significant a significance for it. This reading is supposed to make you aware of the day you are in, when you are in church today. Because today is not like other days. Okay, so I'm jumping uh, to the verse number 20. The priest shall wave the two lambs together with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering before the Lord. They shall be holy to the Lord for the priest. Have you taken notice? That means even the bread with the, with the yeast in it or the bread that is leavened will still be called holy to the Lord. Now let's move on to the verse number 24. Say to the Israelites, for those who are reading, say to the Israelites, on the first day of the seventh month, and please take notice that the seventh month, we are having a lot of references to it. Take note that on the first day of the seventh month, that is almost October, you shall observe a day of solemn sabbatical rest, a memorial day announced by the blowing of trumpets, a holy uh, a holy called assembly. Have you taken notice of it? If you are reading from the Amplified, you see that it is a holy assembly. It is a called assembly. Uh, in other words, uh, it is like an ecclesia. You are called. Yes, I be veiled. Is, is that how you say when you, when you, when you, when you when you select somebody? I was Yeah, that is it. I'll be preaching in Deutsch one of these days. That is my faith. Me, I'm working towards it. Good. Um, And then the verse number 27, jump to that one. And on the 10th day of this seventh month is the day of atonement. So notice the things that are happening in the seventh month. The first day of the month, you have the blowing of the trumpets, or what they call the feast of trumpets. And then the 10th day of the same month, This is the day of atonement. It shall be a holy, called assembly, and you shall afflict yourselves by fasting in penitence and humility, and present an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Verse 28. And you shall do no work on this day, for it is the day of atonement, to make atonement for you before the Lord. Verse 34. Say to the Israelites, the fifteenth day of this seventh month have you noticed the seventh month is referred referred to three times the fifteenth day of this seventh month and for seven days is the feast of tabernacles or booths to the lord on the first day shall be a holy convocation and we shall do no several work on that day verse 37 these are the set feasts or appointed seasons of the Lord which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations to present an offering made by fire to the Lord a burnt offering and a cereal offering sacrifices and drink offerings each on its own day verse 39 and the final one from Leviticus also on the 15th day of the month nearly October when you have gathered in the first fruit of the land you shall keep the Feast of the Lord for seven days. The first day and the eighth day, each a Sabbath day. Good. So please take notice that there are a lot of things happening in the seventh month. I want you to to understand God's plan for the ages in these feasts because everything is covered in the feasts. When you are dealing with Passover, you are dealing with our Redemption. And immediately after first Passover, the first thing you are talking about is harvest. Although the harvest is not fully ripe there, but that harvest represents uh, the, what do you call it, the summer, sorry, the, the spring harvest. First comes spring, and then summer, and then autumn, and then the winter sets. Well, you have the spring harvest represented by this year of corn. That is way before the Lord and it is the first fruits but then when you come to Pentecost or you come to the 50th day notice that there too you have these two loaves that you are presenting to the Lord that also is called first fruits so we are seeing first fruits being mentioned twice immediately after Passover they talk of first fruits and then immediately Uh, 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 you hit Pentecost, we are still talking of first fruits again. Now, why is this thing important? It is important that you understand that things don't happen accidentally. Everything God has is planned. And unless and until you understand that God has a calendar by which he relates to men and he deals with men, you may not understand your timings and you may not prepare when God is about to move. This is what is important. Okay good. So let me make a couple of statements here by reading for you Exodus 32 verse 27 to 29. Exodus 32, if you can turn there, you will see something. Exodus 32, the verse number uh, 27 reads, And he said unto them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Put every man his sword by his side, and go in and out from gate to gate throughout the camp, and slay every man his brother, and every man his companion, and every man his neighbor. Verse 28. And the children of Levi, or Levi, did according to the word of Moses. And there fell of the people that day about three thousand men. Now, if it is your Bible, underline the word about 3,000 men. Hallelujah. Verse 29. For Moses has said, consecrate yourselves to today to the Lord, even every man upon his son and upon his brother, that he may bestow upon you a blessing this day. Hallelujah. And so, let me freely talk about the first Pentecost. The first Pentecost, actually, when they started counting. Immediately after the Passover, you know, immediately after the Passover, the, very, the following morning, they were unterwegs. They were on the road. They had been driven out. Well, by the time that they were able to count up to 50, they were on, in Mount Sinai. And that was the day that Moses went out and received the Ten Commandments from the hands of God. Now, on the day that the Ten Commandments were given, unfortunately, on this very same day that they received the commandments, on that day, the commandments were broken. Am I right about that? Now, what happened when the commandments were broken? Did you underline what you read? About 3,000 people died. Please notice that this is the day of Pentecost we are talking about. The very first Pentecost. And on this particular day of Pentecost, the law was given to the Israelites for the first time. It is a kind of first truth. Unfortunately, they couldn't keep what the Lord gave them. And because they couldn't keep it, on that day, about 3,000 souls died. Please take notice because God doesn't write this for nothing. If you can be able to connect the dots, you would understand your season. So, the giving of the law on Mount Sinai, that is what uh, Paul calls the letter. How many of you have read where the Bible says the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life? So, you see, they receive the law and it is a letter. In other words, it is the law. There's nothing wrong with it. But this law is given to a people who are already crooked. And when a person is a crook and the Lord comes, the only thing that the Lord does is it exposes his crookedness. Can I come again? The lion cannot change his spots, And the leopard cannot change his skin. So you see, whatever it is that you are, eventually it will come out. And uh, all you need for what really is under the skin to come out is the law because the law will set you out the prophet said be sure that your sins will find you out and somehow because there were people who were in this way when the letter came it didn't bless them the latter will always kill you know why because when the latter comes it will set you up. it will bring conviction to you hallelujah now we will read because of my lack of time, me, I will just allow God's word to speak for itself, and I hope that you understand. Uh, the second Pentecost. And when I say the second Pentecost, I mean to say that there have been many, many rehearsals in between. You see, but this one is a real Pentecost, in the sense that it patterns after the first one. In the first Pentecost, you know that God actually came down. Am I right about that? God said to the people, come here, I'll talk to you myself. And when He started talking, they got scared. They said, oh God, please. We will die, we will all die. If you want to talk to us, we will all die. Look at us, the very ground we are standing on is shaking like that. How can it be that we will even be able to pray? When even the ground is shaking like this, we are afraid. So talk to us and we will hear. What was the next thing that God did? God said, take 70 of the elders of Israel and let them approach. In other words, it cannot be that somebody will just hear for you. So you need a representation. He took 70 of them out. They came to a particular point and they stopped there. And then it was Joshua and Moses who went further. Even Joshua at the point they had to stop for Moses to go. But what happened? God came down uh, and showed himself to the 70 people. They saw the feet of the God of Israel. This is a spiritual person who is opening the eyes of physical men to see into the realms of the spirit. So God came in a way that was tangible, in a way that they can see him and he said hey guys you didn't see any image when I spoke to you. I only show you my feet pass. I don't want any image. Well, now let's look at the second Pentacles, and please don't get me wrong when I say second Pentacles, because these are appointed feasts. These are times when God is saying, "I have an appointment. It shall and in with us. I want to meet you." So. Second one, Jesus told these guys, he said, wait until Jerusalem until you are filled with the Holy Spirit. He never told them that wait till uh, the Feast of Pentecost. He didn't tell them that. Jesus left to heaven on the 40th day, ascension day. And these guys didn't know how long they were going to wait. But he said you will not have to wait for very long. Well, they were in the place waiting. Now read what he said here in Acts chapter 2. In Acts chapter 2, I'll be jumping also the same way. Verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. I hope you understand when the day of Pentecost was fully come. Because what they normally do is that uh, the day of celebration starts like a day before the real day. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. So when the day of Pentecost was fully come means that it's not the 49th day. Because the 49th day is also a high Sabbath. It is a Sabbath of Sabbaths. Do you understand me? It's already a holy day. And they are still celebrating Shavuot. But actually, it is the 50th day, which is the Shavuot proper. And so, get it right when the Bible is saying that when the day of Pentecost was fully come. There is a timing to it. You need to understand your timings. If you miss your timings, you may miss some blessings. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as if a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Verse 3, And and there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat on each of them. May the fire of God locate every child of God in this place today. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. May you be filled with the Holy Spirit today. In Jesus' name, I commend the Spirit of God unto you. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the fullness of the Spirit even if it is the first time, receive him in the name of Jesus. Verse 8, I'm jumping to that point. And how hear we every man in our own tongue, wherein we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites and their dwellers in Mesopotamia and in Judea and in Cappadocia, in Pontius and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, in Egypt and in the parts of Libya about Cyrene, and strangers of Rome, Jews and proselytes, uh, Cretes and Arabians. So Arabic was spoken on that day. Hmm. We do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. Verse 17, okay, let me, let me just comment on this one because I may not have time to come on it. What happened on the day of Pentecost was that You had Jews, roughly 120 of them, and the Spirit of God came upon them and they started to speak in tongues. Well, what tongues did they speak? They were not speaking Hebrew. If it was Hebrew, they would understand it. They were speaking the language of the Gentiles Have you noticed where the Bible said you should bring two unleavened bread on the day of Pentecost and wave them before the Lord? Sorry, two leavened bread, two bread with leaven and wave them before the Lord. Now, when those two loaves are waved before the Lord, once God accepts those two loaves, the rest of the harvest is sanctified, is holy. On the day of Pentecost, when the Spirit of God came upon them, they spoke the language of the Gentiles. So these are the two loaves you are seeing right there. The first loaf being the, uh, the the Jewish loaf, and the second loaf being the Gentile loaf. And the Jew is not without sin; he needs to be saved. They have levy in them, and the Gentile too. He also is not without sin; he needs to be saved. He has levy in him. So this is what is represented by the two loaves which is way before the Lord. And guess what? The Bible says the love, when it is way before the Lord, is holy. And the principle is that when the first, uh, the first fruit is accepted, then the subsequent fruit too can never be rejected. And so here I come to tell you that in that Pentecost, those people, Peter and all those people, they were the first fruits. If the Lord had accepted them, then the Lord is accepting you today. There is no way the Lord is going to turn his back on you because the Lord already knows what you are made of. The Lord knows that there is leaven in you. And precisely because there is loving in you, that is why you need the Holy Spirit. Because you see, the loving will always just take the letter. And it creates problem. Okay, let me keep on reading. I will finish very soon. Verse, 20, verse 17. And it shall come to pass in the last day, say of God, I will pour out my, of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. He was quoting the book of Joel, chapter 2, the verse number 28. Now, in the verse number 28, if you care to turn to the place, what you will notice there is, it reads in this way. And it shall come to pass in the last days that what, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. So here, the Germans called it Taushi. It is in Ungep God has brought the young people forward and the old men last. If you are a young person here, I want you to get hungry for God and be serious for God. Because if you are not, you will miss your time. Am I talking to somebody? There is no life out there that you will call an interesting life. Though there is a lot of glitter in the world, it's not true, it's fake the true life is in God the true life is in Christ so I'm challenging you this is the time when you must get hungry and you must be serious and you must seek God seek the Lord while he may be found the scripture said you need to seek the Lord at this time don't allow the world to draw you and you go out playing there and messing up there because for what you know in the course of your mess the trumpet will sound So, let me continue. The verse number 18. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall do what? Prophesy. Have you noticed that these are servants? When you talk of handmaidens, they are also servants. Their serving spirit will always attract the anointing. Don't be in the house of God and be somebody who likes to be served, and you won't serve. You know, it is a good thing that when you come to Papa's house, you are concerned about his business. So that anything that will make his business work well, it becomes your responsibility. It is a good thing when you don't have to tell people to do things. They just see the need, and they volunteer, and they meet the need. May it be so in your life in Jesus' name. The verse number 37. Now, when they heard this, They were pricked in their heart and said unto uh, Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Verse 38, then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, for the promise is unto you and your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The Lord is still calling people today. If you are not baptized in the Holy Spirit, it is you who have to be hungry. God never fed a man who was not hungry. It is only the hungry who qualify to be fed. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness; they shall be filled. When God, when you show God a hunger, he will satisfy. Verse 41. Then they were then they that gladly received this word were baptized. And the same day, there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Hallelujah. So, if it is your Bible, you can underline the word about 3,000 souls. Amen. So, number one, we learn a couple of things here. That the time we are in is not a, a, what do you call it? It's a divinely orchestrated time. It is not an artificial time. We came into a Pentecost in 2020 that was similar to the Pentecost in their day, in their uh, what do you call today. The... We came to a Passover that was similar to the first Passover you experienced in Egypt. You know what? In that Passover, when you enter into the room, you lock the door and you dress before you eat the Passover. So, they are eating the Passover under lockdown. Well, this particular Passover, 2022, it was under lockdown. And you know, the lockdown was only in the land of Egypt. Guess what? This particular lockdown was in 185 countries. So, I want you to understand that when you are talking of the seed, you are talking of something small. But when you are talking of the fruit, it is something big. Can I announce to you that the time of the fruit has come? That the Pentecost that God expects to see, and the harvest that God expects to see in our season, when you compare it to the Pentecost of Jerusalem, it will be like a baby compared to the full mature adult. In all these things about Pentecost, there are a couple of things we see. Number one, the first Pentecost, which was at Mount Sinai, it brought death. But the second Pentecost, which was in Jerusalem, it brought life. Now, those of us who are in this kind of Pentecost right now, we are actually the harvest itself. Because those apostles were the first fruits. Now we are the harvest. And the time we are living in, I'm closing, I'm bringing my message to a close. And the time we are living in, this is the time of the harvest. You see, everything God did he connected it to harvest. Harvest in terms of grains and fruits. But do you know that today we have moved beyond grains and fruits. Today God's harvest is the soul's and the spirits and the lives of men. God's harvest really for you to understand is that people must be turned around. The Holy Spirit didn't come to make people feel good, although when the Spirit is upon you, you feel good. The Holy Spirit came purposely because we need to be empowered for the harvest. Now, I want to ask you a question. Have you prepared your heart for the harvest? because if you don't prepare your heart in a season like this if you are not careful you become like those kings of israel that the bible said they were bad kings and every time they mention a particular king's name the statement that follows is that and he did not prepare his heart to seek the lord how do you prepare your heart to seek the lord it is a decision you make hallelujah i am calling you to a place of decision because unless and until you make decision that you will obey god and follow god and be part of the people who are involved in the harvest you may see the harvest with your eyes but you'll be a spectator mind you between now and october thereabouts that is a period of gathering in the harvest every farmer knows that the harvest is something you don't allow to stay in the field too long because the birds are coming, the weevils are coming, so many things are coming to destroy the harvest. It is something you do in an opportune manner. You know, I have to live in anger to see what goes on with these farmers. Because if you live in Oberhausen, you don't see a lot of those things. But when you live in anger, you pass through a lot of farms and a lot of farming activities. And sometimes they are harvesting in the night. Sometimes 11, 30, 12, they are put on light in their harvesting. If men are so, so, so concerned about the harvest that they will deny themselves or sleep to get the harvest, what are you talking about when we are talking about the souls of men? My dear friends, our first job and our first duty is that we will pray for the salvation of people, we will pray for revival, we will pray for the hand of God to hit this nation. And like I told you, or those of you who are on the call have already seen some signs, and, and I just know that this thing is possible. Assist Moglish. Because if God can raise men who are born with this tongue in their own mouth, and can they can preach in this tongue and see signs and wonders, then we are in the right place and we are doing the right thing. I want to challenge you, my dear friends, let today be the beginning of you making a decision for the harvest. As a matter of fact, I want to say that uh, from, 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 from the coming month, tomorrow, we are going to make every three days of the month, every first three days of the month to be a day of fasting where we will fast and we will pray. And on the third day, we will take communion. You know we can't take communion in the church, don't you know? We are not allowed to take communion here. So those of you who have learned how to take the communion on the line when we do, we will continue with that thing. Every three days in the month, we are going to take communion, And we are going to start the, the month with a fast, with prayer and with a fast. And for those three days, we will be calling morning and evening and we'll be talking to God. If you think it is too much, you can go ahead and keep on doing what you are doing. But be sure that the day that the trumpet sounds, and your oil is empty that is your problem am I talking to somebody and then whatever else God tells us to do we will do hallelujah I want to say my dear friends that in the time of harvest you must show your beryl shaft you must show your readiness to take action is somebody with me are we on the same page would you please just stand up on your feet? Thank you for taking our time to tune in. For more information on our services, visit our website www.sweemachapu.org. You can also join us for our weekly conference course on Thursdays. More details on our website. Also make sure to check our Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube platforms.